You're tuned into the Bearded Savage Podcast, where the truth is always blunt and the topics stretch way further than my beard. So strap in, prepare for knowledge, absorb like a sponge and listen. Then again, I guess listening is really all you can do with a podcast. Fuck! All right, let's just start this shit. What is going on, all you fine listeners? I'm Mike Smith, the host of the Bearded Savage Podcast. This is episode number seven. We have a special guest appearance (laughs) and we are going to introduce Mark and Matt from X Factor Meals. They are entrepreneurs, they are young cats and they are in the meal prep game and uh, they got a lot to say today about where they came from, how they got started and they are a very successful team and I want to introduce them. We have Mark and Matt. Let's start off with Matt. Matt, give us a little uh, rundown of who you are, how old you are, give us a little bit about uh, your Instagram um, feed, give us your tags. What's up guys? Uh, My name is Matt Riss. I'm 22 years old. Uh, my Instagram is Matt underscore Riss. Um, Boom. And that's really it. All right. Hey, guys. I'm Mark. Some Mark. owner of X Factor Performance Meals. Oh. I'm um, excited to be here. Happy that Mike could have us. We appreciate his time. I'm ready to get into it. You got yep. some questions? What's the oh, Instagram? What's tons. the Instagram? Yeah, what's the Instagram, Mark? It's Mark Chabori. Flat like that. Chibori. C-I-A-B-U-R-R-I. Yeah. Mark the, uh, Chabori. The business plug is X Factor Meals. That's at, right. At X Factor Meals. So you guys could follow on Instagram X Factor Meals, right? You got it. You guys could yep. order on your website. What is that? Oh, uh, the website is X. And there's a hyphen factormeals.com. So yeah, a little so dash, dash in between the for X. You, for all you stupid people out there who don't know what that is, okay? <laughs> X-factormeals.com, correct? You got it. You got it. And you guys can go right on there and order food to Long Island, Queens, and right where now, else? Right now, Long Island. Just, Just Long Island. Nassau and Suffolk County. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. And where can people pick meals up if they want to pick them up? Because so I know you guys yeah, have drop-off options. We got over. We got like six different ones, six or seven different ones. Um, Outlift, which we're actually at right now. Is yes, the biggest. we are. Um, and then we also have Retro Fitness, Ron Konkuma, World Gym Bayshore. Uh, we are out in the Hamptons in Hamptons Jiu-Jitsu. Um, and then there's a lot more that you can check out on the website. They're all up there. So these guys are spreading all over Long Island. And where are they going to go next? I don't know. But let's talk a little bit about where you guys started from. So give us a rundown. You guys are both young guys. Mm-hmm. Where did X Factor Meals come from? How did it come about? And who came up with the idea? And what sparked it? And what problem were you guys trying to solve when building X Factor Meals? Okay, so ready? Let's bring this back to 2016. Oh. 2016. March. March. Matt's at Rockport. I'm at Buffalo State. We're both playing college soccer. He calls me. He says, we have a co- we have an important game tomorrow. We're eating at Golden Corral. <laughs> I answer. I say, yeah, we have an important game. I'm eating some shitty Italian place upstate yeah. New York. And I, and I remember thinking at the time, we could definitely solve this problem. This is a problem yeah. we can come in and crush. We can be feeding these athletes. We could be doing healthy wraps. We could be doing protein desserts. We could be killing it. Yeah. Being the athletes. We thought there was money in it. So, yeah, that's basically what it was. I mean, I was taking uh, exercise science classes at my school. I uh, was learning about the problems in the industry. And um, me and Mark, I knew Mark could cook. So we just kind of came together and uh, started from there. So where did you learn to cook, Mark? Where did these skill sets come from? I mean, honestly, I was just in a family that had high standards of food. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if I was going to a family event, whatever, it was always done in-house and we took our food seriously. We had good taste in food. Um, I, I personally have had no culinary formal experience school work in a kitchen ever. I started this thing from scratch, nothing. I learned everything. Yeah. I've made some great hires along the way and we learned a ton along the way. Yeah, which is amazing because now, I mean, if you eat their food in 2018 and we'll get a little bit into where they started, but 
I mean, their food is incredible. If you try any other meal prep company, you compare it to X Factor Meals. There is just it's a night and day difference. Uh, they really they really separate themselves with their quality and uh, their labeling and their assurance that their meals are actually weighed out correctly and macro friendly, mm-hmm. and uh, they're all yeah. por- portioned correctly too. And and they have low carb options, they have normal options, and they got snacks and things like that. So where uh, where exactly did you guys start? What was the first big business venture that you guys uh, uh, took on? Yeah. And how did it go? So basically, um, summer of 2016, we came home from school and we just started working and trying to learn as much as we could about the industry. So we were in Restaurant Depot with our notebooks out, pricing, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, just trying to knock down any doors we could. We went to one event where we lost a ton of money. You know what I mean? <laughs> what event was that? So it was a Ron Conklin Day street fair, which is oh, right in there. You always lose money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was terrible. It was really embarrassing. As you can. Yeah. yeah. We, we were a joke. It was it was embarrassing. But you know what? It got us going. So you guys yeah. had what? A table set up or a something? Table, a table, yeah. a knock-up tent. Um, nice. I actually, the Get funny, your protein Oreos. Yeah. That was our thing. Yeah. Yeah. Protein, protein Oreos. Oreos. We did chicken wraps um, in the morning. We made like 40 the night before. And I remember it was a beautiful day out. I called Mark. I was like, make another 40, dude. We're going to sell them all. And what happened? <laughs> we sold, we sold seven wraps. You sold <laughs> seven wraps. And wrap. what were you guys charging for wrap back then? Do it was, you, oh, know we were giving were? them away. Just oh, you know what? I just saw the number board the other day yeah. in the background of my picture. It was seven bucks a wrap. Seven bucks. Oh, seven my. Bucks. We yeah. were giving these things away. I think we sold seven. Yeah. Really? I was out there hustling, though, dude. Everyone going by. You want to try a cookie? Like, but the seven people that tried them, were they very happy? No. No. They weren't. They weren't no. That's the thing. They weren't there yet, man. So the meals just weren't where they needed to be when you guys first started. So we had no experience going into this. Yeah. Gotcha. We never. had never owned another business. I had never even worked a full-time Which is interesting job. because you think if you're going to enter a business, you might want to learn everything about yeah. it, know everything about it, but then yeah. you guys got so passionate about the but business that you hap- wanted to do that. What happened was, and not to interrupt you, what had happened was Matt called me the spring of his third year or second year It was school. my second year at school. Yeah, spring he called 16. me the spring, exactly, yeah. 2016, the spring of his second year of school. I was in the spring of my second year of school. And he said, dude, let's start this thing. And two mm. months later, he came home and we started. Yeah. And we were out there just bringing wraps to people. And listen, the food was good. Yeah. It just mm. it wasn't the quality yeah. we're at now. So the options know? were just limited so to like, two or three we, things. Yeah, it was small. And like, for example, like, all right, we went to this event. We didn't sell one meal, but mm. we took those meals and we just went to a team's and gave them away. <laughs> yeah. And we wanted them to take yeah. it, like, try yeah. it. You know yeah. what I mean? It, and they were, we met with like um, the athletic directors of certain schools and we weren't ready. Mm. There was typos yeah. in our sheets and stuff. But you yeah. know what? They were like nice about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Gotcha. I know. We learned. We, yeah, learned. we learned. Of course. We learned. So every single batch of food you made got better along the way. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. kept uh, what kept you progressing and what made you so passionate about wanting to get everything right? What so, made you think this had a chance to be successful? How many failures failures did you guys have to go that, through? That event you know? was our biggest failure. That you was the biggest mean? one. But do you think that was the first, wasn't that your first real event that you did anyway? Yeah, that was I mean, the first so, real event. But when yeah. we knew we were ready to go as a company is when we landed Stony Brook University. So you went and landed Stony Brook University, yeah. which is a, we was an enormous uh, business deal that I could imagine yeah. that you guys landed. Matt, That's got us a, Matt got us a meeting. Yeah. He weaseled his way around Stony Brook where yeah. he'd been attending to try to get make connects at the university. He got us a meeting. We went in there. We sold him on the idea, sold him on the product. Yeah. And uh, yeah, basically we met with uh, performance staff there. So it's uh, George Green, Chris Algeri, um, and there's about like eight different guys in there that are they're, they're the real deal, you know what I mean? Yeah. Stony Brook, and we went in there, and we kind of sold them the idea of who we were, mm. and what and they saw the passion in us. He told mm. George, I, George is still a good friend of mine. He says, I just saw the passion in you guys from the beginning, but basically they gave us the chance to feed the men's basketball team. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we did you know the chicken wraps, everything Which we were selling. Which is a big responsibility. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want to be able to fuel and these guys. Time, so we, and at that at time, the, our, our product was, was good enough. It was getting it was there. Good yeah, it was good it enough. It was there. Gotcha. It was good. And what were you guys doing for them exactly? What, what were you making for the uh, basketball yeah, so team? So basically, the deal we land with, we we did the um, fueling station they have there, okay. which is a brand new concept that a lot of universities around here are kind of following. Like mm-hmm. they saw Stony Brook as a model. Like wow, this is amazing. Gotcha. And, uh, um, but the idea is, is it's a spot that all the athletes can go to during the day mm-hmm. and kind of like fill in between their meals. So we have uh, we do snacks there. Okay. So we do our protein infused cookies. We do our protein infused cereal and we do uh, fresh fruit for them. Gotcha. And what had happened was it was beautiful when we met with George. He was about to start for the first semester a fueling station. And at that fueling station, he wanted to sell things like Greek yogurt or protein infused different snacks. And at the time we brought him fresh, never frozen, healthy, delivered fresh once a week right to his right to his school 10 minutes from us mm. a couple incredible products we brought him the protein oreo which put us on the map which they loved which the kids yeah. would get there there'd be 30 kids waiting in the line ripping these out of the box <laughs> ripping the box out of my hands like yeah, they, just protein cookies. Yes. they were crushing the protein the cookies are amazing if you guys haven't ordered them you guys definitely got to head over to their website yeah. and order them because the protein cookies are absolutely amazing yeah, yeah. and uh they definitely just i mean i've tried them from back when i first <laughs> met you guys and compared to how they even are now they're, just, they're incredible yeah, yeah. and like all their meals they they just keep continuing to get better and better mm. so now you guys landed this as your first big venture with stony brook exactly what made you progress into thinking that this had a chance to be all right i'm going to be able to deliver meals now to people's doorsteps and actually right. fuel actually everyone on Long Island because that's a huge step because just fueling a basketball team is you know it's still a, it's a it's a huge responsibility but it's nothing compared to taking on the entire island right right so um, basically the beginning with X Factor we named X Factor performance to be a brand so we could be in many different industries so we started off being sports specific mm-hmm. where we wanted to just feed these athletes high top-notch athletes but mm-hmm. then we saw the problem was bigger you know what I mean and yeah. we knew that we could get to more people if we developed mm-hmm. this meal prep company and that's basically was the start of it you know yeah. gotcha. at the time we were working with Stony Brook and um, we weren't making a ton of money mm-hmm. we were going to school full time as well so it was enough work but we wanted more we wanted to take on more and a few of my friends had reached out to me and said hey man would you be willing to do meal prep for me I know you have the food service company yeah. and I said why not let me yeah. try it you know what I mean that's how and it always starts friends we did you know? a couple people and we realized like man if we scale this this mm-hmm. could be profitable and we didn't know much at the time but it worked, you know? Yeah. yeah, that's something people always said to me as a trainer is they're like, oh, I wish you could just follow me at home because I'm only with you for an hour a day and mm-hmm. you can't see what I'm eating and I wish you could just cook for me. And yeah. I'd always be like, well, yeah, you're going to have to pay me a lot of money if you want me to follow you around <laughs> and cook for you. And, you know, back in the day when I started personal training, there was no such thing as any meal prep company or anything like that. I, I don't remember anything being like that. Yeah. And then they started popping up and then I had done that that uh, whole thing for fuel meals. And that was the first kind of introduction to me to trying out meals that weren't prepped by myself. Because for me, back then when I was prepping for getting to three, 4% body fat and I wanted to look my best, I was paranoid about trying any meals that weren't prepared exactly by myself and I weighed them out and things like that. So how do you guys deal with that? Because people are pretty paranoid. Athletes, uh, you know, basketball players are one thing, but NPC competitors, IFBB competitors, people who are actually getting on stage for a physique, how do you deal with uh, people like that for really targeting their nutrition to make sure that their macronutrients and people who don't know what macros are, it's protein, carbs, and fat. So how do you make sure that those three numbers are accurate? Yeah, I mean, basically what we do is we have um, processes in the kitchen where these guys, my employees and our cooks, are they take responsibility in what they're making. So um, they're scaling out this stuff, like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And mm-hmm. we have, you know, 
we're using quality ingredients. Anything that we're making, we feel confident in that yeah. we would eat ourselves. You exactly. know, right you give to your family kitchen. and your friends and everything. Exactly. You don't ever want to eat it. I believe right. in my product 100. Mm-hmm. percent You know, and that's right what you now need to in the feel. kitchen. We have our head guy. He comes in and he teaches everyone when they first come in, and it, it's a great system we have with him. He's a really cool guy, great employee. We have an incredible staff. That's where this business comes from. The backbone of this business is its staff. We have an incredible staff, and yeah. I'm really proud to be hiring those guys. They all work yeah. really hard. Now in the kitchen, the practices we take to ensure everyone receives the same product, properly labeled, properly caloried out. We have practices instilled of scooping the rice with a specific scooper every single time with a perfect flat scoop. So things like that, and then dropping it onto a scale. Things like that are going to increase, you know, yeah. the the product. They're going to increase the consistency in the product. And your products are very consistent. Yeah. I mean, because I'm a, like I just mentioned, I'm a little paranoid. So yeah. I've taken your meals and I've put them on the scale myself to see if they're accurate. Mm. And they're always accurate within yeah. a gram or two, <laughs> which is incredible. And so, you, you know, that's something you get better with over time as yeah. a company. Like we talked yeah. about when our product wasn't there, we weren't consistent. Exactly. Like we have the right staff that yeah. can actually hold that down for us now, which is yeah. amazing. Now, yeah. compared to competitors, because that's one big thing that I think, uh, like I said, most people are afraid of in the meal prep industry. Do you feel that you do a better job than your competitors at making sure that your product is exactly the same from week to week? And if someone orders a sweet potato and chicken bowl, is it going to be the same macros from week to week? Or is one size going to be bigger one week and smaller the next? Because I did notice that using other meal prep companies that one day I would get uh, 20 sweet potato fries and the next I'd get two. So how do you make sure that that's going to stay like that? And do you feel that you do a better job at doing that than your competitors? So um, we just always try to do the best for ourselves. You know what I mean? We're the Mm -hmm. type of company that focuses on ourselves and not the outside. So um, like I said, the consistency of a product is really important in this industry. You're selling your portions. You're selling, you know what I mean, what these people want. So that's kind of what we focus on. And we've been doing a good job. You know what I mean? So that's that's basically what it is. Gotcha. Gotcha. So out of all these meals you make, uh, what are your two personal favorites as far as your meal options? What is your favorite go-to meals that you guys sell that you guys actually find yourself consuming yourself? See, now this is where I think we're different. Okay. I think this is, this is what I feel like some of the other companies don't see that we see is that people don't want to eat ground chicken with brown rice for six meals a day. Yeah, some, people awful. Do. some people do. The yeah. really insane bodybuilders do. But it's do. unnecessary yeah. for there's people a lot need to realize more people, that too. There's a lot more people who work a nine to five who yep. want a convenient meal that's portioned and has the correct macros that is still healthy and yep. that's where we hit it because we have a lot of macro friendly styles of meals you know we yep. have the jalapeno six we have the jalapeno steak quesadillas. Oh, delicious. Yeah. But we also have the teriyaki chicken with r- white rice. Mm-hmm. We have you know, we have a lot yeah. of different things that tell everyone. We have a healthy version of General Chow's chicken. We have yeah, General all these Chow's different things. My really personal good. favorites, yeah. General Chow's chicken, and I love our flatbreads. Yeah. Those are crazy. And you what throw- you guys used, which I never really had before until I had your meals, was jasmine rice. Yes. I use jasmine rice in a lot of your meals, which is different because a lot of people are either used to eating brown rice, which is pretty much just hard oh. little maggots, right? That's pretty much what they taste like to me. We sell them too, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, people do want to have the brown rice. I mean, brown I rice is think- higher in fiber, so, right? That's why people like the. Uh, the whole wheat options, yeah, the brown rice yeah. options, and things like that, because people are looking for the fiber. Yeah. yeah, like we said, the main goal of our menu is to appeal appeal to everyone. You know, we want something on there that everyone will enjoy and can use for what they need. You know, gotcha. So as you guys built your business and you you started uh, being successful in Stony Brook, and then you guys decided to branch out and to start growing into shipping to people's homes and things like that, what are some of the problems you guys ran into as far as uh you know learning this business? Because you guys said that you guys had no experience, you guys. Yeah 
just hopped on this. You went full bore. You were very passionate about it. You were able to improve your meals. What kind of issues did you guys run into, and how did you resolve those problems? Um, I mean, for me, like, I never built a website before. You okay. know what I mean? That was some. That's our website is basically our storefront. Right now, yep. we don't have a store, so you know our website's what some someone calls on. e-commerce. Everything's exactly. online. So, yep. um, building the functionality we have was a challenge. You know what I mean? Um, I was creative in some ways using um things like Upwork and uh, Fiverr, like freelancers. You know what I mean? That I could contact and they work for me, and we were able to build things up over time like that. I know. Yep. I mean. That was my avenue of it. The, the biggest challenges of this company came from the kitchen. You know what I mean? Yeah, in the beginning. Which and in the kitchen, you know, it was properly staffing. It was making sure we were always staffed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some days, they're long days, but you grind them out if you know it's going to get you somewhere where you want to be in the future. Yeah. We had a lot of those days. I'd say off the bat, some things we learned was properly insulating. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Making sure our clients receive a text when their box is delivered. Yeah. This and you guys don't freeze your meals, right? No. So that's a big thing too, because a lot of the meal prep companies they freeze their meals, and then obviously as they unthaw, and then they're they're from a frozen state to yeah. an unfrozen state, they're always going to have a different kind of water retention to them. They're going to taste soggy, or they're going to yeah. taste different. And you guys want a completely different approach. You yeah. guys come fresh, never frozen, and that's what I love about yeah. X Factor Meals. Every single product we sell is fresh, never yep. frozen. Yeah. So you Every guys are making product. the meals, and the next day you're basically shipping them it's, out. Yeah, so there's there's no delay. It's they, a sprint, you know. Yeah. Like, that's another thing too, like. The biggest problem we faced, it was strictly like labor. It, it was employees, you know what I mean? So we were in there. There was days, there still are days where we're in there 14, 15 hour days. Yeah, you know I mean? We're still learning. Like, <laughs> yeah. we're not there. Well, you, know you know just said I mean? you did a 17 hour day, right? Yes, Matt? Yeah. So um, Saturday was about a 17 hour day mm, where yeah. I'm up at five and I'm finishing walking in the door at midnight and then I'm waking up at five again the next mm. morning. So it's like, it's we're not there by any means, but we yeah. have a lot of people eating our meals right now. Yeah. You know? And I the, feel like, don't you think that's a lot of things that people, who want to start their own company never really realize and maybe that's why a lot of people go out of business because they think they're going to be able to, oh I'm going to be my own boss I'm going to go to work every day I'm going to get to start my own company and it's going to be awesome and I'm yeah. going to and I'm going to get to go fishing every single day and go play golf and do all these different things and I'm going to have all this free time to myself yeah. but the reality of it is especially to get a company off the ground for the first three, I would say five years or so yeah. right you guys are grinding you guys are busting yeah. your ass you guys right are pulling 17 like, hours a day right now it's like you know we get to choose our own hours they mm-hmm. just happen to be every hour yeah. you know? <laughs> I mean, right? That's where it is exactly. right now, you know. Because yeah. if not, how are you guys keeping up with orders? Yeah. How are you keeping the quality assurance? How are you maintaining the kitchen? Yeah. It's impossible. And people say hire, but the thing is, is you have to build practices up to hire into. These people mm-hmm. don't know how to run a business like the person who's running the business. We need to of build course. practices up to have people yeah. fill job descriptions that make our lives easier. That, We're exactly. just not there yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the toughest there. struggle. Yeah. We're trying to build positions where we mm-hmm. can put people in that are, you know, ambitious and want to get going with it's it. Hard. It's, it's hard. It's very hard. It's very hard. I've mean? learned that too, yeah. trying to find employees. It's it's so extremely hard finding yeah. people who are anywhere near as passionate about your business yeah. as you are. Not only that, but people who are competent enough. And, you know, everyone wants to get paid all this extra money and they want yeah. to, but they're not willing to yeah. do anything. And yeah. it's a very difficult situation. I'm going to plug if anyone is interested in working at X Factor. Yeah, yeah. how would they do that? Email us at xfactormeals at gmail.com and we we'll talk okay so just xfactormeals at gmail.com yeah. we're always looking for young and um, hard working individuals yeah. you know just I mean? young people, people what if they're not 60? even young not even young okay. I misspoke there yeah, but no, I'm just, just saying people you. that are passionate and really just want to grow as an individual and you know make something you know that's I what gotcha. we're looking for yeah, you know yeah. we can I'm, say whatever we want on the Bearded Savage podcast yeah. you know, we haven't gotten too savage yet we 
haven't. But I'm have sure not. we'll get there. As the podcast goes on, I'm sure the podcast will become more savage. So how are you guys feeling? I know they were they were a little nervous getting on the mics, but they, they're doing great. These guys are professionals. You know? Yeah. They're professionals, and they're going to no. get better at everything they do. Just like they're getting better at talking on the mic, you guys are getting better at everything you guys yeah. are doing in your business. And it's been a pleasure, too, because I've gotten to work with these guys uh, side by side, and I've seen them grow just from the first time I met them. And I actually met them on accident. I would have met uh, Mark and Matt eventually anyway, but I actually met them on accident because they accidentally <laughs> ordered, I don't know, like 20,000, uh, maybe not that many, I'm exaggerating, but 20,000, we'll just say, uh, sugar-free syrup packets to my gym. And I remember opening them up and be like, what the fuck is this? I mean, I like syrup and shit, and I guess I'll be set for a few years, yeah. but uh, I might want to call these guys on the box. Yeah. So they ended up coming in, and we ended up talking, and then, uh, yeah, we went from there. And, the, you know, our business relationship together has been really great. They're actually just one step away in the hallway, away from me, across the hall. And uh, it's good. It's been good for all three of us, I think, because we've been bouncing ideas off each other. We've we've all had uh, good and bad experiences, and we've all been able to feed off that, which is really cool. And uh, just being able to talk to other likely-minded people, and and you realize that when people have that that entrepreneurial uh, skill set. Um, you see that in some people and you just don't see it in other people. And when you guys are looking for employees, what exactly would you say is like the main thing that you're looking for? Um, because you guys said you need some more employees. So what is something that, what is the main thing you're looking for? I know you guys also have run into some issues with employees too, as I have in, in partnerships and things like that. Yeah. Um, so things don't always work out. So mm-hmm. what do you think is like the main thing for someone who's uh, looking to, to get a job, what is the main thing you're looking for if I you're going to hire someone? I think right now we need someone who's just down to work with us, yeah. who's down to be a utility tool like we are. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm in the kitchen some days, I'm closing sales some days, I'm doing the, other things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we he, need someone who's just down to see that and work with yeah. us. You know what I mean? I to see that we're doing a lot of different things. You know? yeah, not that it's just one job description and diff- you're never going to change yeah. things yeah. up. You know what I yeah. mean? That's part of owning your own business. Exactly. Yeah. The fact that you are a utility tool. Yeah. You have to be able to do a lot of different things. If you can't, you're not you're getting anywhere. You're not just a cook. You're not just a hundred percent. How do you guys feel now being the boss and being on the other side of the fence, whereas so many people never get to experience that. They never get to tell someone what to do. Yeah. How do you go about doing that without sounding like an asshole? Yeah. And this is something that I'm still learning to do. And, and it's it's new to all of us yeah. and, and like Joe is one of my employees and today he came in and I said hey Joe I got a job for you I want you to lube up all my machines <laughs> so I bring him in the back and I'm showing him but I do it in a way that's how I would want to be told I'm going to lube up machines yeah. not hey go grab this go fucking lube those machines up and if you don't do a good job you're a piece of shit like yeah. I've had jobs like that where I had a, I even had an employee throw something at my face I mean like I've had yeah. crazy experiences with employees where I just never was treated I fairly I think as like being a good boss is being more of a teacher mm-hmm. you know what I mean like as you long can, as you're teaching your employees how mm-hmm. you want things done you're doing you know what you I mean you need to communicate it's gotta yeah. be communication communication yep. is huge it's enormous mm-hmm. and we, we lack at that at times so you know yeah. we do communication mm-hmm. and you gotta be able to teach and you gotta be able to understand yeah. you know what I mean patient too mm-hmm. right? to a certain extent it, to a know? certain extent yeah. you have to also understand that your employee has a life going on outside yep. of the job you exactly. know what I mean and it's not their business no. mm-hmm. and exactly. sometimes you sometimes forget that right yeah, yeah. 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 I understand it's easy to forget yeah. it's it very easy to forget that yeah 
That's very true. So uh, what do you think is the next step for you guys? I know you guys have a vending machine that you guys were working on that you guys had made. Yeah. And it's uh, it's actually sitting across the hall from us right now here in the gym. And uh, it's got the grind, my company Never Quit Performances pre-workout in there. And you guys are going to have some protein powder in there. And I, I love this thing. I mean, it's really futuristic looking. Yeah. It's got an enormous screen on it. And it really just draws your eye right to it. You're going to walk in the building. You're going to see this thing. And you're going to not have any other option but to press a button on it because you just got to know what the wow, hell it like, does. You so, can sell us, man. Yeah. You can sell anything. I could sell ice to an Eskimo, my friend. But listen, so, what is this machine? Yeah. Where did this idea come from? What is it going to dispense? Yeah. And why do, why do you even want to have this? For why, sure. What so, problem is this one solving? So this is solving the problem of um, convenience and receiving your protein powder. So basically Absolutely. the idea stems from, um, at my time at Stony Brook, I joined a club called Society for Young Entrepreneurs. I kind of started, it helped okay. start it. And uh, one of the par- people in there was an engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and Mo worked together on, I had the idea when I was in retro fitness in Rockonkoma where okay. I was like, there should be a need for easy accessible yeah. protein rather than sitting paying seven dollars for a smoothie or yeah. shaking up one of those blender bottles that stink after it's two like weeks. Asshole yeah, too. Just, and even the right of the drink ones exactly. they just always taste awful so what we have now is uh a, it's a essentially a protein vending machine and and it's a beta we're beta testing this so yeah. it's very early stages of it it's the first prototype pro- you guys pro- have. it's a prototype yeah. you know what i mean and we're still trying to perfect it before we release it and we want to release a product that we believe in mm-hmm. and um that's basically where we're at with that and maybe within a couple of months we'll be ready to go and uh, start testing it and getting people's feedback that's a big thing too even with our meals uh, we've learned that feedback helps something grow so quickly you know gotcha now any uh, ideas about maybe wanting to open up a storefront and not be e-commerce do you guys have any future plans has that ever crossed your mind is there any uh, way that you guys are thinking about going into that in the future what direction do you think X Factor Meals is going are you guys going to simply just offer meals to Long Island people for the rest of your life or are you going to branch out and uh, start selling these nationwide? Are you going to start uh, a storefront? What is the next step for X Factor and how do you guys expand the business? Um, I think the next thing that X Factor is looking to do is we want to get closer into the city. We want to start getting boxes out to Brooklyn, maybe Queens, Manhattan, that area. Mm-hmm. We've been talking to UPS, thinking about maybe doing that. It's um, something that we want to make sure we're not spreading ourselves too thin. I think mm-hmm. there is still a lot of people on Long Island yeah. that could benefit from our service that will order eventually. Absolutely. So maybe we want to sell all those people before we spread ourselves too thin. Yeah. But I think that's something that yeah, I could see us doing. We've also um, been looking into getting into clothing a little bit. Okay. So Some apparel. Yeah, we've been working with uh, Fit Design, who has been helping us out in changing our logo a little bit and designing some t-shirts, some apparel, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that could be coming soon. Gotcha. You're going to have that on your website. Oh, yeah. See, that's the thing, too. We also want to build up our website into uh, it coming. We're trying to build our website up. So I guess right now we're looking to grow e-commerce. Got, gotcha. So yeah. there's no future plans as of right now for a storefront as of right now. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, if the opportunity came, we found a spot mm-hmm. we liked in a nice location. We would definitely take it. Gotcha. But, but are you guys looking at commercial real estate? Store, you know? yeah. <laughs> are you guys looking at commercial real estate right now? Do you guys like browse the, we've the, looked, uh, the we've catalogs? And we've seen kind some of things seen. we like, some things yeah. we don't. We're, just, we're still learning. We're gotcha. still learning. Gotcha. And how many different menu items do you guys have total? So if someone wants to go on their website right now, and I know you guys have some seasonal items, how do you guys determine, too, what items you guys are going to take off the menu and what items yeah. you guys are going to start bringing back in? How do you guys do uh, deal with that? Well, that's something we're still also learning because mm-hmm. as you scale up, making more and more options is is a challenge. Yeah. You know? So yeah. um, 
And you guys have a lot of options. I mean, options. you have what? Over 40 options. Over 40. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. another 20 low carb. So Which is enormous. It's enormous. Yeah. yeah. So that's a challenge that we're... Uh, not that we're going, we're facing, but we're always constantly going to be working on. I think always mm -hmm. trying to push the envelope and do I as much like as we can. I feel like sometimes, I feel like sometimes we're we're talking to each other and like we'll draw up a, we'll draw up a whole mock list. Like, yo, we're going to take this off, we're going to take mm -hmm. that off, we're going to take this one off, we'll take those three off and mm -hmm. those seven off. And then we go to do it, and I'm like, yo, I'm not taking it off. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get one person to message like, you, and they're like, yeah. what happened off? to this? I really exactly. love it. Exactly. Like you today, know? 20 minutes yeah. ago. Yeah. 20 minutes ago. Shout out Lauren, one of our best clients, posts yeah. us all the time. Yeah, she yeah. goes, where's my steak and eggs? I go, listen, lady. Yeah, she wanted the steak tacos. Steak tacos. Yeah. Steak Which tacos. just got pulled from the menu, but you said you guys are probably going to put it back, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, we'll bring them back. You know? Gotcha. We'll bring them back. That was That was one of the least popular options. We got to take it off. Now, do you guys let people know you're pulling items off? We might want to do a better job. Yeah. I think that's I, I, a good I give idea. some feedback? Yeah. Look, look this is a good idea. <laughs> All right. Um, a week before you're going to pull something off, send out a newsletter to everyone who's ordered mm. something and said, grab your steak tacos now while they're hot because they're gone in one week and they're not coming back for three months. Yeah. So listen, so, I'll tell you what, we sell a lot of meals, but we're learning. Yeah. That's a yeah, good yeah. idea. Well, that's what it is. You guys are absorbing everything as a sponge, yeah, and that's yeah. how you need to be. And yeah. That's kind of the yeah. call line of this podcast mm -hmm. is that you want to listen to this and, and take everything and, and just absorb it. It, yeah. Yeah. it is always new information to learn. You can never just say, I know everything about everything, and there's no. nothing new that I could retain. Once you do that, you're screwed. You <laughs> but know? there's tons of people like that. There's tons of people out there that you go to talk to them and they just, nah, there's nothing you yeah. can tell me that could benefit me in my life. I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah I'm perfect. You'll yeah. never be yeah. like that. No, hopefully. Absolutely not. Hopefully not. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> so I think that would be a good idea to kind of just uh, yeah. put something out there yeah. like a news blast. We're, I think the number one thing we want to continue to build on is our communication with our clients. You know mm. what I mean? I've been doing a better job reaching out to them, but when you're so working in the kitchen and working so close-minded, it's hard to go out there. And yeah. Meet your, but we're doing a better job of that now. So. Gotcha. So one of the biggest things with starting a company, as you guys know, is that you could have an amazing product, but no one might know about it, right? No one could ever hear about the product if yeah. you don't market or get it out there. So how, how are some, uh, what are some tactics that you guys have used in your business to grow to the enormous extent that you have on Long Island? What is What are some tactics and things like that you would recommend to other entrepreneurs, not necessarily in meal prep, but in general, some just basic marketing tactics that you would recommend to people? Do you guys, uh, do you guys really push on social media? on Instagram? Do you guys go on Google, uh, AdSense? What do you guys usually really recommend that you guys do as far as getting your 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 uh, company out there? What are some things that you think you could recommend to other entrepreneurs if they want to push a brand or a product or mm -hmm. get their name out there? Because that's one of the biggest things. Uh, yeah. Tons of people have great products, but yeah. no one ever gets to try them and everything's so saturated. So how do you separate yourself and how do you market yourself? I mean, basically, we've always had the idea from the beginning, we want to have the best media possible. Mm -hmm. You know, why pay someone to do a half-ass job when you can pay a little more and get someone to do a great job that's we feel we have some of the best content in the game in terms of just videos we've done with people who work with us and even like the pictures we post we think they're super high quality yeah they're great quality yeah. you got some badass photos for sure yeah. you know you got the fancy plates with all the meals yeah. and yeah. if you guys head to their website uh, one more time, xfactormeals.com with the dash, you guys could see all the quite high quality uh, uh, photos that they have. And if you check out their Instagram, you'll see a lot of that too. And they have some really cool photos, just like their meals, like sitting on a dock, yeah. you know, like which represents <laughs> Long Island, right? Like you're not necessarily going to just eat that with that plate on that dock, but it's a great way to market the where the meals are coming from. They're coming from Long Island, so a dock is appropriate. And then here's this meal and this really fancy plate. Yeah. And it's kind of taking people to think, oh, it's not something that's going to come in a container and it's a meal prep 
It's something I could also put on a plate and put it in in the oven and, and heat it up, and I could have a real home cooked meal. Yeah. And it's never frozen, yeah. and it's really a game changer. Yeah. yeah. Another you know? thing we've been doing now too is uh, every Monday we table at a new gym on Long okay. Island. So. Yeah. Um, that's a good way to you know get our food out there. We're actually giving away food at that time. So you guys are just taking the loss. You guys are scooping food on people's plates as they yeah. walk by and kind of giving cards yeah. out and saying, "Hey, yeah. I'm Mark and Matt. We're the owners of X Factor yeah. Meals. Come check us out." Yeah. Yep, we do that. And, then, and how's that work for you? You guys notice business increase from that? Yeah, yeah. you can see like you know, mm-hmm. in the, it works. You know what I mean? Because so you, you get getting food to getting our food to someone's mouth is the mm. number one conversion. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? They yeah. just need to try it. Yeah, right? they need to try it. Yeah. Our, attention, our attention is incredibly high for the mm-hmm. service we're in. You know what I mean? For for the industry we're in, our attention is really high. Gotcha. Which is promising because if you can retain, you can gain. 100%. You know I mean? Have you guys ever, um, I don't know if you ever thought of this or ever did it. I'm just curious because I've never actually ordered meals from you to my house because I get them delivered to my gym, which of I course. live in. And I uh, <laughs> pretty much, just, that's basically house, what right? I yeah. eat. Uh, everyone listening, this is. Uh, exactly what I eat. I eat X Factor meals with maybe one or two of my own meals a day because I'm working just as many hours as these guys and, and I need to be able to keep myself fed and it's it's been so convenient for me. You know, so have you guys, my question was, have you guys ever um, shipped something out to someone and in bulk and put like a like a sample of something new to come? Like something new in the box, like, oh, we've got yeah. this new, here's a little square of a little piece of a new protein cookie. Have you ever done that? I'm just, we, I'm just con- coming yeah, out with new no, ideas from marketing. We, um, I think people. two weeks ago, we did, everyone that ordered got a protein cookie. For free. For free. You us. just put them in there. Yeah. So if they never tried one before, now they, now they try one. Yeah. So like you said, just putting it in the mouth, no yeah. no homo here, but just putting it in <laughs> yeah. the mouth and yeah. getting it, getting it uh, saturated yeah, in their, just like their the, mouth and let them try it. And, yeah. and like, we just like to like, we appreciate our, our clients, you know gotcha. I mean? It's a client's based so we'll business, so we like to give. Yeah, we like to take care of our clients and make sure that they're eating what they want to be. Gotcha. Eating, you know what I mean? So that would. So at what point though do you start to say we're giving too much away? Have you guys done the math as far as how many meals you're giving away at the gyms? How many free cookies you've given out? How do you guys uh, assess that as a loss as a business? Do you guys actually think about stuff like that, or do you guys kind of just say, hey, you know what? We're, we're just going to make uh, extra this and that. We've already got this at such good high price bulk that it's yeah. not going to be such a big yeah. loss. And we're going to give out some so, some free meals and it's part yeah. of a marketing campaign yeah, anyway. Exactly. And you, you bite the cost in that There's sense. There's just a budget with the marketing campaign is food, you know, and gotcha. instead of putting it elsewhere. So well, I think it's a better way to do it, yeah, right? Because someone could see an ad, but they're not tasting your food. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing with food is it needs to be on your, mm-hmm. uh, in front of you on, on a plate. Yep. And uh, I mean, that's what's great too is we, we actually have microwaves in here so people can actually heat their meals up. But, uh, I mean, people heat their meals up in here in Outlift all the time, and then the smell just kind of takes over the main lobby, and then the smell is what sells so many meals. So I heated up a a chicken parm pizza the other day, and someone was like, what was that? And they smelled it, and then they bought a chicken parm pizza. So the smell, once again, so for marketing, is getting out there, setting up a table. So if someone wants to start a supplement company, a meal prep company, they want to sell a book. So getting out there, getting it in the hands of people, and you guys are going too, right? Putting food in someone's mouth is the best way to sell them food. 100%. At the end of the day, we try to do that. At the end of the day, a lot of the costs that are aligned with our business is just our staff. You know gotcha. what I mean? The food is a cost, obviously, but we're running through so much of it mm-hmm. that we don't feel those investments as much as we would some others. Yeah. You know what I mean? Gotcha. It's the cost of having the guys there. It's the cost of throwing this food together yeah. that really, really hurts sometimes. But yeah, <laughs> gotcha. So you guys have all these amazing ideas. You guys have come up with so many great things. Has there any been 
terrible, terrible, terrible ideas that you guys wish you never had started and mm. wish you backed out of. And mm. if you could, just give us a little rundown of what some bad ideas were that you guys had so maybe I mean, other people don't I run into the same problems. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think a lot of our bad ideas mm-hmm. are just problems we're going to solve. That's the way so I look at it. So the learning experience you know essentially, right? That's how I feel. Like it. Matt in his old back end and then me in the kitchen, really. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Because there's things like, all right, we tried dropping a coconut shrimp five months ago, four okay. months ago. And at the time, it was it was retaining too much moisture and it wasn't mm-hmm. lasting. But then the other day, I'm in the kitchen and I'm like, Luis, what if we make the coconut shrimp like this? Add, so you add it no up. milk, add no flour, yeah. mm-hmm. and just do it in the coconut oil and then dip it. And it'll come out better. Mm-hmm. And we do that and it lasts. So, you know, we failed at that, but now I'm going to add a better dish that's going to come back even better and stronger and it's going to hit. So that's Mm. just a lot of what we're learning. And mistakes just kind of motivate you more. You know what I mean? Like you make a mistake. You're never going to. The number one thing is when you make a mistake, you can't make it again because then you're making this. Once you start making the same mistakes over and over again, you're going the wrong way. You know what I mean? So that's basically what it is. There's been. Hundreds and thousands of mistakes, yeah. but they're so hundreds of that. There has been, there hasn't been a hundred thousand. What I'm saying, there's maybe a hundred. Yeah, there's been hundreds of mistakes, but you yeah. learn from them every yeah. time, and you make you do right by whoever you made a mistake yeah, by. 100%. Yeah. I mean, God, man, I can't even tell you how many fucking mistakes I've made. Yeah, oh, I made man. mistakes today. You know, like we're always making mistakes. You do make a lot of mistakes. I do, right? Yeah, Mark, Mark really likes rubbing it in. You know, yeah, if I fuck up. You know, obviously, as I've gotten to know the gym industry more, I've made less mistakes. But you know, no, your gym is put together, yeah, top notch, top yeah. notch. Yeah, and this is this just the first gym, one, man. If you guys have not checked out his gym, he needs to talk it. Outlive Athletics, he needs to talk it. Beautiful. That is a good gym, right there. Yeah, That's the best it, gym guys. I've seen. Appreciate it. Down to the business model when you started it. The way you aligned it to set yourself up for a good chance of success yeah. was great, man. The location is yeah. incredible. It's a good mm-hmm. location on the island. It's a beautiful saying. area. The gym's brand new. I swear, this is the best smelling gym. <laughs> and is. my meals are a part of that. My meals it are is. a part Dude, of that. Your meals <laughs> help the main the lobby. Best yeah. smelling gym, and that's a weird thing. But I'm a it clean matters, freak. Man. That's why I'm a yeah. clean yeah. freak. I'm OCD. I see Mike. I see Mike four around, days yeah. a week. I'm out here fucking scrubbing floors. At midnight, Mike is sitting there on Friday night, vacuuming out the gym, playing with a playing mantis. I was playing mantis. I was. This man is the cleanest gym on Long Island. and that's something too. I think other entrepreneurs too kind of lose sight of is they think that. Oh, they're not going to do these jobs anymore. You're like they're not going to clean their floor. They're not going to do that. And hey, I don't want to have to clean my floor forever. Yeah. But it's also a great way for you to save money. It's also a great way for you to take care of your baby. And I feel very connected when I'm cleaning the gym. And it might sound strange to some people, but I'll put my headphones in. I'll listen to a podcast. I'll I'll clear my mind or obtain some new information, and I'll be able to clean my baby at the same time. And it's a way for me to kind of just I don't I don't want to talk to anyone during this time. I just want to put my headphones in, listen to some music, or listen to a podcast clean my gym be very productive and at the end of the day i can look back and say hey damn that gym looks damn clean i cleaned that floor i did that and everything's functioning and it's and it's working the way it should be and i think a lot of people sometimes they think oh i'm gonna be a boss i'm gonna be an entrepreneur and i'm not gonna pick up the broom anymore i'm gonna pay someone to do that and Mm -hmm. when it's happening they go out of business because they paid everyone to do these little (laughs) jobs that they could have just handled themselves Mm -hmm. do you notice that definitely that's something that we're learning too because listen for a while we were drowning in work yeah. We were drowning in work for a year and a half making no money. And the second we started getting, you know, a year and a half ago this business was down to a couple hundred bucks. Like this was bad. <laughs> like, this yeah. was like yeah. this was like this was like I went in my room and dug up my freaking uh what are they called? Bonds. Saving bonds. Yeah, bonds. <laughs> and they, they would oh yeah. I remember this. My this is funny. I remember this. Out. I had seven hundred dollars yeah. face value I had seven hundred dollars face value on the bonds and they gave huh. me like five forty and I was like those motherfuckers. <laughs> pissed off. Yeah, I was yeah. like fuck you. Straight pissed off. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, like, you got to be willing to do whatever it takes to get your business off the ground. Yeah. But you have to also be smart about the same time. If if you're at such a loss and, and the business model is just isn't working, <laughs> yeah. you also have to be, all right, gotta... I'm smart enough to pull out of this and yeah. I need to run from this because this isn't going to work. And some people, I think, and I've seen this happen very frequently, and we won't mention any names, but people go way too deep, way too fast. They go way too hard and yeah. they have no idea what they're getting into and they create such a large amount of debt for themselves, which is unfortunately yeah. what happens to a lot of people in school. Yeah. They come out of school $150,000 in debt and they get a job that's paying them $50,000 a year. That is what's and most... It's, it's terrible. That I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. No, it's all good, man. That, you can interrupt me that, anytime you want. Man. I know, I do all the time. I'm <laughs> such a rude person. If I want to say something, I'll just be yeah. like, I'm talking. Now. The other day, I forget what it was that Mark borrowed, <laughs> but he, he needed to borrow something from me. And then after he already had borrowed it, he asked me if he could borrow it. I'm like, bro, you already used it. You know? What did I borrow? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> me either. I don't, I don't remember what he borrowed. I borrowed something? You bar- borrowed something. So something that you own is in my possession. It isn't anymore. You you gave it back to me after I think I smacked it out of your hands. I don't remember. You know you're the what type I mean? Of guy, I don't care. You're the type like, of guy to go over to someone's meal. house and just go right into their fridge, right? Yes. But, but that's yes. the thing. Is no, that Mark? No. He just goes oh, yeah. right in, starts oh, drinking hey. the fucking milk right that out of the carton. Not, no, that's no, Mark. Look at him. No. No. Mark's a giver, man. He's a giver? Yeah, yeah. he's a giver. Look at him. Look at those eyes. I'm a giver, bro. He's totally a giver. You know what? You want to know who I was? Who were you? I was the type of guy in high school when all my friends would come over. Okay. And you can attest to this. All my friends would come over. I would be at Stop and Shop an hour before. And you would get, you get on one of the meals, right? Yeah. No, and I'd go home, and I would cook for like oh, you good guy. 10 of my boys when I had my free house. 10 of them. I'm just yeah. pissed I wasn't one of your boys back in the day. Yeah. Some free we, I was turning over collets for hours. And your friends never did that shit for you, right? Yeah, no. but the thing is, is I enjoyed it just yeah. as much yeah. as them. Yeah. And yeah. I think, like, you know what? Think about it. I gave jab, jab, punch. I gave them the food, and when I start the meal prep company, who do they come to for the food? Yeah. They come to you. So already. Hey, like you said, it's all about putting the food in their mouth and yeah. back in the day Mark I already had known that he was going to have a milk prep company so he started early so you were subliminally Here's making the things then back then it's just weird I feel like sometimes I don't even realize how many people we're feeding I think Tons. a lot of that is because it's an online business so we don't see these yeah. people how many people do you guys feed in a, in a week how many do you think how many different people do you feed in a week on a, Long Island a lot of people a like lot over, of people over 500 people yeah so you're over 500 people. That's a lot of fucking people. I know. But it's an enormous know, amount of people you yeah, guys are feeding. It's a responsibility. Yeah, it's, it's a, responsibility. a responsibility. We take it seriously. Well, yeah. yeah, if you guys disappeared, then these people would be out of meals or they'd be making them themselves. And that's one of the greatest advantages to prep meals is the convenience yeah. behind it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so convenient. I just feel like meal prep's blowing up. I just feel like meal prep is blowing up right now mm. because it is such a great service. Yeah. yeah. Like, I the numbers we're hitting people with are so competitive. Like, it's cheaper than going to the grocery store. Like, if you try to... It I is. used to do it. It absolutely If you try is. to go to the grocery store, if you just want to eat chicken, rice, and broccoli, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, go to the grocery store. What are you doing buying meal prep? But if you want to eat <laughs> beef or ground turkey or salmon or shrimp, if you want to have a variety in your diet that you can sustain a healthy yeah. lifestyle, you need all those different options for a cheap amount of money. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Of course. And not to mention that time is money, so the time to go food shopping. Exactly. To pick the food, to look at the labels on the food to make sure that it's the, the food that you actually want to get. Mm-hmm. To go home and defrost or cook it. And then, then you got to weigh it out yourself. So you guys are doing all these steps uh, behind the scenes and then the person presses a couple buttons on your website. They open their door on a Thursday or a Sunday and their meals are just sitting right there. They're in a nice uh, bag, nice and uh, take them right into their fridge and they're ready to go. They All they have to do is heat them up. And then if there are meals that maybe they didn't even get to eat, they could even then throw them in the freezer after a couple exactly. days, right? If they want, and they'll still stay fresh fresh in the freezer, in the containers that you guys are putting them in. Yeah. So their freezer the safe. The meals last, uh, when you get them fresh, they last between five and six days. Yeah. And then um, during that five and six days, if you freeze them at any time, they'll last months. It's so amazing. It's, uh, you I know. mean, I've had meals that 
necessarily maybe didn't sell in here, like one or two of them, and I take them home and I put them in the freezer. And I've eaten them months later, and they've tasted exactly as uh, they did this, the first day. Yep. You know, so that's one of the greatest things about the X Factor meals is that they're always fresh. Even if you put them in the freezer after they're two or three days old, or you're not going to eat them, or maybe you order too many, you didn't realize they're still going to be fresh. And you can pull them out. One of my favorite things to pull out of the freezer is the flatbread pizzas, and they have a chipotle one and a barbecue chicken one. And I also loved. I said it before, the chicken parm pizza. If you guys have not tried that one, and I know we're really plugging these as like it's a sales thing here, guys, but. I'm eating these meals. I'm buying them. Okay, I don't get these meals for free. I buy them just like you buy them. And I buy them, and I don't buy other people's meals because these are the meals I want to use. And I could have had any meal prep company come into Outlift Athletics, okay? And one of the biggest reasons why we chose X Factor is because we interviewed every single meal prep company that I could find. And I wanted someone that was going to be as passionate about their business model as I am as I, my gym. And I wanted someone that was going to be honest, truthful with the macros, and someone who had consistent, good quality products. And you guys nailed everything right on the head. You know, I couldn't ask for a better company, really, truly. You guys are doing a great job. Appreciate that. And you are a great client. Hey, I'm trying, I'm trying. Is there any shout-outs you guys want to give before we end this amazing podcast? Any shout-outs you guys want to give? Anything you guys want to say? Shout-out Modern Sync for the media. Shout-out Groundbreakers. Shout-out Modern Sync. Um, Shout-out to my dad. He named our company, does all our routing. So big help, big help. Awesome. Uh, Anything else, Marky Mark? I know. Shout out to our clients. You know, everyone that orders for us, uh, we appreciate the support and we hope to keep getting better for you guys. And they do. And it's been a pleasure having you guys on the cast. I hope to have you guys in in the future, too. And we could talk about some other topics and things like that. So uh, let me know how you guys like this podcast. This has been episode number seven of the Bearded Savage podcast. I'm Mike Smith, your host, signing out. You guys could follow one more time. Mark and Matt on Instagram. Mark, Instagram. Mark Chibori. And uh, Matt. Matt. Uh, underscore wrist. And mine is Mike Smith Finnis. I'm out. Bearded Savage. This has been episode number seven. Peace. Hey, if you like this podcast, share it with your friend. And if you don't share it with your friend and you like it, then you're just being a fucking dick. Stop being a dick. Share it. Thanks. I appreciate it.